All right, right now on our, uh, the Charlie's Auto Repair Hotline, Charlie's Auto Repair in Lakewood, thank you very much, uh, we have uh, Mr. Jim Renacy. Jim, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Great to, uh, great to be with you. Yeah, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it, man. It's been a long time. Um, obviously, you used to come on the trip all the time, so I really appreciate you joining us tonight. So thank you. What are you up to? Well, look, I've been traveling the state talking about a lot of issues. Uh, we have a budget that's the, the highest budget in the state history. But the other thing I've been talking about that's um, interesting as well is that, uh, you know, in these primaries, especially now that we do lean Republican, uh, I've learned, I learned a lot, especially after the 2022 primary, that Democrats do cross over and vote and make decisions for Republicans. And even though I didn't think it was that big of a deal, I learned after the 2022 primary that almost 230,000 Democrats crossed over and made decisions for Republicans. So um, I actually took some time, looked at the law. And Seth, what's interesting is the law basically says that um, you're a Republican if you're a Republican for the current year and the previous two years. You're a Democrat if you're a Democrat for the current year and the previous two years. And that the precinct election official should be making those decisions as to whether you can take a Republican ballot or a Democrat ballot. Now, that's the current law. The problem is John Eustead in 2011 said that he's uh, not going to let precinct officials make that decision. So since 2011... We've actually been allowing Republicans and Democrats to cross over, independents to come over, do whatever they want. And it's really changed our elections over the last 10 or 12 years. I can imagine. So what's the plan for you going forward? Well, look, I've been talking to a lot of state reps and I've been talking to many uh, of our state senators. I've been telling about the law. They agree we should not have crossovers. Crossovers can cause a lot of problems, uh, even on local elections, mayor's races, city council races. I could give you judge races all across the state where crossover voting has actually allowed, in many cases, for liberal-leaning uh, Republicans to get elected over strong conservative Republicans because Democrats cross over. So as I travel the state, as I talk to people, most people aren't aware of this. They're not even aware of the numbers. They're not aware that 230,000, um, if you go back in the May primary, you'll see that 230,000 would have changed a lot of numbers. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Senate candidate may have changed. The, uh, I guarantee you the governor's candidate would have changed. Uh, 230,000 Democrats made a lot of decisions for Republicans. But again, I think what I'm hoping your listeners do is they pay attention to local races and see what's going on. So I'm asking our legislators to do what other states do. For instance, Pennsylvania, if you want to read, if you want to become a Republican and you're currently a Democrat, you have to notify the state 30 days in advance of the election. In Kentucky, if you want to become a Republican or a Democrat uh, and you're and you're not that affiliation or an independent. Uh, in Kentucky, you have to notify the state as of December 31st for the next primary. Now, Seth, what's interesting is I came to Ohio 30 plus years ago. Yeah. And when I got here, I was a Democrat. I was a Western Pennsylvania Democrat. Right. And when I tried to register as a Republican, I was not allowed to register. I was not allowed to vote Republican until I registered 
and signed a affidavit that I wanted to be part of the Republican Party. It is the law, but uh, I'm going to continue to get out there, talk to legislators, and make sure we either enforce the law or we uh, change the law and make it more specific. I don't think poll workers should be making this decision. I think you should register in advance. And, and one other thing, what's really interesting is um, John Eusted said the, the, the reason why we should do this back in 2011 is we'll be able to grow the Republican Party. The problem is we've lost almost a million registered Republicans since 2011. So we have not grown the party. What we've allowed is people to jump all over the place. Do you think, Jim, that part of the reason that people are leaving the party is because the party lines have become so blurred, like the issues themselves? You know, we, we can't depend on Republican leadership to always hold Republican values or traditional Republican values. A lot of times they, you know, the votes don't go that way, especially if you watch any congressional stuff or Senate and whatnot. Do you think that that is the reason that people are, are leaving the party? Or do you think that it's just media spin is getting people to not want to admit that they're Republicans or what? Well, it's both sides. So what's interesting in our country and even in the state of Ohio, we're only, even though Ohio, people say we're a Republican state, we actually only have 21 or 22% registered Republicans. We have 22 or 23% approximately registered Democrats. We have 59% independents. People have left the party because they're tired of the party. Many of the reasons you said, whether it's the Democrat party, they're tired of the far left. Whether it's a Republican party, they're tired of some of, the, some of the principles that we're not standing up for. They've gone to become independents. But here's what's dangerous. Republicans know Republican candidates. Democrats know Democrat candidates. Independents walk into a voting booth in many cases and have no idea who the candidates are. So what will happen is, uh, and by the way, there's a Pew poll out there that says 63% of the people walking in the voting booth have no idea who they're going to vote for, what, what their backgrounds are, what the individual stands for. And that's because if you're a Republican, you get to know the Republican candidates. If you're a Democrat, you get to know the Democrat candidates. In many cases, if you're independent, you don't. But yet we allow independents to pick a ballot when they come into the voting booth too. So it's not the media. It's just, I think in the end, people have gotten tired of the party system. The problem is our state is based on a two-party system. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to jump in, though, and I think that uh, the main problem that we have with voting anymore is stupidity. I don't think people are, are smart enough to vote anymore. I don't think people follow the issues enough to vote anymore. And I don't think people follow the candidates enough to, to vote anymore. And, well, it, and again, it gets, control. Back, it gets back to that Pew uh, report. Most of them walk in for one reason and one reason only. They don't walk in to vote for a candidate. They They heard on the news that you know, this is a, uh, you know, that this candidate is pro-life and, and not pro-abortion. Or they heard on the news that, you know, Democrats support abortion, Republican, whatever. I mean, it, they go in with that position and some of them vote straight ticket uh, just because of that. They don't know the candidates. They don't know the individuals. They don't know their background. They don't know experience. Um, we saw that even in the May primary some people were saying, I'm just not going to vote for anyone who's ever been in an elected office before. How crazy is that? 
Sometimes the people in elected office are not bad people. They're actually good people. But they walk in and say, I'm going to vote for anybody who's never been in elected office before. That's also dangerous as well. I mean, the the way that uh, DeWine handled the the restrictions and the COVID stuff, and people were talking about getting rid of him while he was still in office. I'm I'm shocked with the the way that things turn out with with that. I, I really am. Well, again, it's amazing. In 2022, that primary... 231,000 Democrats crossed over. What I was learning about a month in, month before that uh, election was, Democrats were being told via Facebook, via social media, via emails, via text messages, to get in and stop the radical right, uh, Jim Renese from winning the governor's race and vote for Mike DeWine. I never thought it was gonna be that big of a number to be honest with you, and I just wrote it off. but. I learned very quickly afterwards that you can't write off the crossovers in Ohio. Apparently not. Jim, is there anything that we could do? And, I, and I'll tell you, just as a voter, the one thing that makes me absolutely hate the voting process is the is the two. It's a two part thing. One, the the amount of just hate ads that are out there that are just you can't vote for Jim Renese because he kills dogs in private. You know, you know, the the crazy ads that are out there and to the length of time that we have those ads. You know, we're getting to two years out now and we're starting to see ads for things. It's too long, at least in my opinion, to where by the time it actually comes to election time, we've been beaten down to thinking that anybody running is a criminal. And it makes it really hard to focus and say, well, this guy has good intention or my intention in, in mind. Do you see that? And is there any way we can fix that? Well, it's interesting. The First Amendment gives you the right to say anything about a public official, and that's a real problem. I can tell you my, in my own situation, when I was running against Sherrod Brown in 2018, Sherrod Brown put out a commercial that said, Jim Renese is flying around in a corporate jet with a strip club owner. And it was an absolute false statement, but it picked up ground. I actually sued. And you know what the re- response was? They pulled the ad down. The problem, they didn't pull the ad down. I'm sorry, they pulled the ad out of the paper because the AP picked it up. Hmm. So they pulled it down. But then Sherrod Brown used the old ad and, uh, and that was in the paper before because it never goes away on the internet. Right. And he used that to run the ad. So then I filed another case against him with the Elections Commission in Ohio. And the Elections Commission came back and said, anything's allowed, even if it's false. The problem is, Seth, false advertising, people believe it. It works 78% of the time, another statistic. And that's a serious problem. So how do we get rid of it? Well, it's, it's a problem. You can't get rid of it because of the First Amendment rights. You know what the Ohio Elections Commission told me about that? They said, well, you know, if Sherrod Brown's lying about you, what you need to do is spend money to tell people that he is lying about you and, and recover from it. I said, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. But that is part of the system. I wish people would say, I'm not going to vote for anybody who, who goes after the other person um, with false information. That would be helpful. The other thing you said is, I agree. The length, I mean, let's face it, former President Trump was running commercials about Governor DeSantis for the last three or four months, and he hadn't even been in the race yet. Right. And yet he was able to say things that in many cases aren't true, or in many, because I served with uh, Governor DeSantis in Congress. 
Governor DeSantis was doing things in Medicare and Medicaid that even former President Trump supported. But yet, President Trump came out and said, Governor DeSantis, former congressman, did this, did that. These ads, I agree with you, are ridiculous, but it's all about money. Um, if you can sting a guy early, he or she can never win. And I think that's the key. One of the things I wanted to have you on about is to get your opinion on what's going to happen. What do you think is going to happen when it comes to this uh, the presidency now that Trump is back? He already lost to Biden, supposedly, uh, one time. Do you think he can do Do you think he's going to be the candidate? Do you think he's going to win? Well, here's what's interesting. Um, former President Trump has a solid 30, 35 percent base, might even be 40 percent. Those people will vote for him no matter what. They don't care if he's convicted. They don't care if he kills somebody. They don't care. They're going to support him. They believe the media is persecuting him. If there was only two candidates in the race, former President Trump cannot win because he does not have more than 50% support. But in a three-way race, four-way race, or even now a five-way race with a, a vice, former Vice President Pence jumping in, it's going to be very difficult to defeat uh, former President Trump in the primary. Now, roll forward to the general election. One of the reasons why I think uh, President Biden is going to run is because he can defeat uh, former President Trump uh, in the electoral college voting. And that's a real key. A lot of people don't understand. They go, well, wait a minute. I see polling that says Trump's beating Biden, 54, 46, none of that matters. What really matters is how each state calculates their votes. And today, if nothing changes, former President Trump needs to win three out of five states. He needs to win Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania to win. Those are the five he lost in 2020. Yeah. And there is no way he's going to win Pennsylvania no way he's going to win Michigan, and very doubtful based on the polling that he can win Georgia, Arizona, and Wisconsin, which is why most Democrats and most of the media is happy to see uh, former President Trump win the primary because I'm not sure there's a path in the general election. Now, nothing's impossible, but that's really the biggest fear that uh, Biden, who trips on stage and hits his head at Air Force One and <laughs> can't put two sentences together, can win the electoral college vote. It's crazy to think. I, I don't know how we change it. Though. I don't know how we get a Republican back in office because it seems like the left, the, the woke side, seems to be the louder side. And I don't know how we win. Well, Governor DeSantis will tell you somebody of, of uh, a more reasonable stature can win. Uh, former Vice President Pence will say uh, somebody who can, who can run the country but not be... Uh, you know, as bombastic as, as former President Trump. Because remember, the independents drive those numbers. And if you look at polling, uh, Republicans will vote for Trump in a general election. Democrats will vote for Biden. But the independents, I saw a, uh, a focus group where independents said, out of four independents, three of them said they would vote for Biden over former President Trump, even though they would rather see Biden and Trump not be in the election. And that's that's the real problem for former President Trump. Do you do you when you see Mike Pence jumping in, uh, to me that seems like just a 
a wasted campaign because he's he's automatically going to get all the Trump people to not vote for him. Even if he gets passed into the general election, the the Trump people will not vote for him because they feel like he betrayed them, you know, January 6th for one place, but you know, across the board do you see him getting in just to kind of muck it up, not only for Trump, but also to muck it up for um, Governor DeSantis as well? Well, one of the things I'm seeing, and, and I'm part of a national pack that looks at polling on a regular basis, one of the things we are seeing is the more people get in, they're taking votes from Governor DeSantis, uh, who you know, is the closest to defeating uh, former President Trump. I think in the end, the, the best chance of all these people getting in is they're all jockeying for positions. So let's face it, uh, you know, if DeSantis is the person that can win and he gives Nikki Haley the vice president position and he gives some of these others, you know, offers them opportunities to be attorney general or whatever, you know, in the administration, secretary of state, I think if the Republicans can unify as that group, that majority that doesn't support former President Trump, then Trump can be defeated. If they don't unify, uh, former President Trump will win the primary and, and is heading that way right now. So the only reason I think they're getting in is to have a piece or the stake going forward. And I think that's what you're gonna see in all these other candidates. I know that you're limited on time, but the debt deal that was made, there's a lot of Republicans complaining. You've been there. Um, is this good? Is it bad? Did, did Republicans give up too much? Well, one of the things people have to understand is the debt ceiling has been raised 79 times, I think, since 1976. It was raised five times under President Trump with no conditions. So when you think about that, um, why do we have a debt ceiling issue? Well, we have a debt ceiling issue because we spend too much. The place to fix that is the budget and the appropriations bills not the debt ceiling. The debt ceiling is just a number of uh, based on dollars we've already spent. So here's what I look at the, from a debt ceiling standpoint. I was there in 2011 when we held our ground and the stock market collapsed and, and we forced, we forced uh, at that time, President Obama to make some of the largest cuts um, ever. I know they said, well, we passed a bill that has got the largest cuts. That's not true. 2011, we had very large cuts. But Seth, here's the thing we get, you have to understand, and your listeners have to understand, is that Congresses change every two years. So guess what happened after 2011 when 2013 came around? Defense hawks said, we don't want to hold the spending down anymore. And they just eliminated all of these, ca these artificial caps. So guess what they did again? They passed a bill with artificial caps going over the next 10 years. It's an absolute worthless bill. Because in two years, the House and Senate can change and just eliminate those. So it's not, it has no ability to fix things. The real problem, and I tell Republicans this, and I know they hate when I say it, we brought, the Treasury brought in last year, four point, I think 4.1 or $4.2 trillion. And yet Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security was $4.4 trillion. So right there is the biggest part of our deficit. That's... Yeah. And that number continues to grow rapidly. While all the other numbers grow 2 3%, that number is growing 13 14 16 18% a year because more people are retiring and there's less people in the workforce 
to take care of those that are retiring. So until the Republicans, Democrats really take a good look at what causes our deficits, which is Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, and now interest, we're never going to fix the th any of these problems by playing around with the debt ceiling. So how does this work? Does somebody come to you with like a 200-page bill and say, here you go, read it. Is this okay with you before you vote on it? I mean, how do they come to you and say, yeah, this is what you're voting on? Well, that's the problem. They, you, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's two days before. It's 1,400 pages. You don't know what's in there. And many people say, well, we got to pass a budget. You know, perfect example, in the state of Ohio, they're passing a budget, which will be the largest budget increase ever in the state of Ohio, 93 to $100 billion, because they haven't passed it yet. But inside that big old bill, they're saying that uh, precinct people can be selected by county chairs to, to represent, even if they don't live in the precinct. And the reason I throw that out to you, why is that in a budget bill? Yeah, right. And that's what happens in a debt ceiling bill. There are all kinds of things in there that get thrown in that have nothing to do with the debt ceiling, yet they get added because that's how you get people to vote for the debt ceiling bill. Well, I got this done, or I got that done, or I got this inside the debt ceiling bill just like the budget bill in Ohio. Politicians don't get it. They throw these big bills together, and it's very difficult. I, when I was in Congress, if I couldn't read the bill, I voted no. And there were many bills I voted no. People said, you're not voting for military increases in pay. And I go, no, 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 no. I'm not voting for a bill that I haven't read. I don't know what else is in there. Right. How, how is there no oversight for this so, so that you don't get these pork things jammed into these bills should there not be some agency or something that's whole purpose is to keep the bills on target for what they're supposed to be for well what happens is is everybody gets the congress they want to get their pieces of legend legislation passed i'm going to give you a great example i had a really good bill that was a standalone bill i was on the way it's one of the reasons why i left congress i got so fed of this fed up with this I had, a debt, I had a bill that was going to save the federal government. It was a taxation bill. It was going to save the federal government $15 billion, $20 billion. I can't remember the exact number. It was a simple bill. It should have passed the loan. But at that time, Speaker Boehner wanted another bill passed, and he knew I didn't support it. It was a spending bill on roads and bridges that were, was just unpaid for and should have never been passed. So what's he do? He takes my bill and throws it into this big bill. And then he comes to me on the House floor and says, Renacy, you want your bill passed? It's now part of the big bill. Now you pass my bill, we're passing your bill. So the vote came up, I voted no. I'll never forget, Boehner walked over to me and said, Renacy, I've never seen anything like this. You voted against your bill. And I said, I know, Mr. Speaker, I voted against your bill. And that's the problem. They throw these things in to get people to say, well, I can live with that because my bill's in there or something that I'm doing in Medina, Ohio, or something that I'm doing in, you know, whatever state you, you're representing, it helps my state. So I, I was able to, you know, pass that, even though there was a lot of garbage in it. It's part of making the sausage. It's a real problem. Man, it's shocking that anything gets done. <laughs> it really is. It, it's, I don't know how... It, this, this all works. It, it's so crazy. It, there's so much stuff that seems like junk anymore that goes on. I mean, they talk about work requirements. 
for welfare. Well, you should have to work. If you were able-bodied, you're, you should be able, you should have to work. And, but people are arguing over this. It's amazing that anything gets done. Well, I got to tell you, in the state of Ohio, that's a great example. I think f- between 30 and 40% of Ohioans are now on Medicaid. Uh, the Medicaid wow. budget is 50% of the total spending in Ohio. So we do need to have work. I mean, why are people, why are people getting Medicaid? Um, why are so many people in Ohio getting Medicaid? Well, it's driving up our expenses. You know why? Because they can. And because even if they're working, they can get some, um, you know, I, that the best story I ever saw when I was traveling the state of Ohio, I remember a business owner saying to me, he pointed out a woman and he said, she's making, you know, 20, I think 24, 25,000 a year. He goes, I offered her a position making 32,000 a year. He said, you think she would have taken it? Here's the problem. He says she gets 7,000 in Medicaid uh, reimbursement. Uh, so she said, well, I'll lose that 7,000. So think about it. 23 plus seven is 30. He was offering her a job for 34. She said, I'd rather take the 23 plus the seven and I don't have to take on more responsibility. Wow. Medicaid dollars that are being given away in the state of Ohio are causing those kind of issues. The problem, though, is that there are people out there like me who lost a leg, can't find a job right now, and I can't get the benefits that I need from the state because there's people out there taking advantage of the system, using the system, and the people that need it can't get it. And that's what sucks. Well, it's very true. Billions of dollars in unemployment has been lost in the Ohio unemployment system. Billions of dollars. I heard a number the other day, which I haven't confirmed, but $10 billion in the Medicaid program. Um, It's just amazing. It's just and that's that's state dollars. Remember, the federal government matches almost 90% of what we spend in Medicaid, but we lost 10 billion in state dollars. That's just unheard of when it comes to a budget that's only, you know, 80 or 90 billion and 10 billion is fraudulent. These are serious problems that we have that nobody cares about. Nobody seems to be paying attention. And we keep electing the same people Every two years, every four years, it's a real problem. Well, Jim, I appreciate your time. Well, I appreciate he- you having me on. And uh, look, anything I can uh, do in the future, love to love to be back and tell you where we're going and what we're doing. And uh, maybe your listeners can help me at the same time. Excellent. Well, Jim, uh, where should we tell people to go to keep up with you and everything that you're doing? Uh, JimRenacy.com. Uh, they can find me on my website. I'm on Facebook also, Jim Renacy. Uh, Twitter. Uh, we're talking about some of the things we're doing. Uh, and uh, I welcome uh, the opportunity as I travel the state for people to join in, come see us, come hear what we're talking about, and uh, hopefully help me help us change this great state. Absolutely. Well, Jim, thanks so much for joining us here on the Seth Williams Show. Thank you. Hey, everybody. It's Chris Aiken from all the shows and wanted to share with you one of my other passions other than music. That, of course, being coffee. Anybody that's listened to me knows that I love coffee. And I have found another great brand, ladies and gentlemen, that you guys need to check out. Simply named. No gimmicks to it at all. It's just coffee brand coffee. It's fantastic coffee. And I am not kidding you. 
They have everything that you would possibly want. Their coffee is excellent. I like the roaster's choice, but they have the pumpkin spice and all that other stuff, all the flavored stuff that you might like. Uh, they've got K-Cups for you. They've got cold brews. They offer tea. They've got cocoa. They literally have everything that you would want. So if you're looking for a great coffee, if you don't want to just settle for the crap that they sell you at the grocery store, this is another fine alternative. Coffee brand coffee. Just go to www.bit.ly slash CMS coffee. One more time, bit.ly slash CMS coffee and use the coupon code CMSPN to save a little bit of money and you can get some of the best coffee that is available today. So one more time, it is coffee brand coffee. We love it here at the Classic Metal Show and you will too. So get some today, folks. Coffee brand coffee. So much to get into today, considering I went and saw the Barbie movie, and Ben Shapiro did literally 45 minutes of bashing the hell out of that movie. Okay. Now, if you don't want to hear what I have to say about that movie or worried about the spoil alert or whatever, and you want to go see the movie, then don't listen to anything I'm about to say. Are you really giving spoiler alerts for Barbie movie? It's a shit show. It's that bad, huh? It was really, really bad. No, I shouldn't <laughs> say that. It was good if you're a fan of Barbie and you want to see like some of the old Barbie stuff and you're into the, the little jokes about the camper Barbie and the Barbie dream house and Ken and Barbie not having penises and vaginas. Um, it, it's it's pretty good in that in that way. It's a flashback to your old times of playing with Barbie dolls. Right. If you're a man, um, walk, I mean, run, do not walk away from the movie theater. <laughs> Don't go anywhere near it. There will be most likely a woman ticket taker at the theater ready to chop off your dick as you're walking into the, <laughs> the, uh, the cinema because it is take away your man card, stop on it. Every man in the world is a pig, um, disgusting human being in power of in charge of everything and women have been tied down to the bed and made to cook for the past hundred years oh okay I like literally we left the theater yeah and after that from that point forward I have sat down to pee every time I've gone to the restroom <laughs> because I was emasculated and told that I because I'm a man I'm just a dick. Sounds like somebody else is back hosting this show. <laughs> I mean, it, it really, <laughs> really does just stick it to the band. Now, I'm guessing that I would get banned if I play a clip from the movie. Who's going to ban you? YouTube? So what? i got to see if I still have this up here because I know that I, I downloaded one, but I don't know where it went. Um, I don't know. I don't see it, but there's a clip where one of the, the main characters who has a daughter, by the way, just decides that she's going to go off on men and okay. say how men have been in charge and keeping women down and, and for years upon years. And oh, by the way, she's married. Oh, that's and they show her husband who they play off to be an idiot. And it was just a male bashing movie from start to finish. And then, again, if you plan on seeing this, 
I apologize. Uh, but Ken has a crush on Barbie, is in love with Barbie. And she mm -hmm. shits all over him the entire movie. Well, that I sounds mean, about right. It does sound about right. <laughs> sounds terrible. Well, they do have like pregnant Barbies and all kind of different Barbies. I mean, it, it, you got it. I I recommend seeing it if you're a woman because you will get a yeah, kick out of the Barbies and there's some nice touching, I guess, mother daughter moments, which I did find you know kind of entertaining and, and kind of nice and sweet, especially because I saw it with my family. My daughter and my wife were crying and they had enjoyed it, uh, but. If you're a man, slice off your balls, put them in your wife's purse, and realize that you are less of a human being than you thought you were before you went to go see this movie. Was Oppenheimer sold out that you couldn't just slide yourself over there? I, I plan on seeing that movie. I, I want to, uh, to to see that pretty bad, actually. It looks really good, but that's a, that's a three-hour thing. But uh, I'm going to have to uh, <laughs> check out. This, though, we got to the movie early. Okay. You know, we check out my Facebook page. You can see a picture of me inside of a Barbie box. I sent you a picture of it, Chris. I oh. texted it to you. Oh, well, let me see if I can't get that on the screen immediately. Hold, please. Well, go ahead. Go ahead and talk. I'll find And it. so, you know, I sat there, and, and, and I wanted to give it every chance in the world because I like toys. I'm a big toy fan. Okay. And, you know, growing up, I'm... I wasn't immune to seeing Barbie dolls from you know, right. friends or you know girls that I knew or family members that I knew, and, and even my wife, when I met her, she had a case full of old Barbie dolls. Some of them in splits and with the haircut, like one of the Barbies in the movie. I mean, it was some of the ideas behind the movie are really, really good. Okay, but the rest of it is just making you feel as a man like you're an ass. There I am. And taking your picture in the Barbie box didn't make you feel like you were an ass? Well, you know, I, I do everything for the love of the job, Chris. And okay. so, you know, I <laughs> thought that maybe taking a picture of me in, in a Barbie box might get more hits on, on social media. It did not, oh, by the way. Uh, so it, it was just, okay, I, Sound of Freedom. Yes, I want to see Sound of Freedom. Yeah, but I went to see a movie that was supposed to be fun. Well, you uh, went to see, and you went to see a movie with your kid. Yeah, not about child sex trafficking and exploitation. I wanted to see a movie that I thought was going to be entertaining. Right. It was not. <laughs> well, it was if you have a vagina, I guess. It was, it was fine. If you think that men are the scum of the earth, then it's okay. One, they market it towards children. Okay. And there is some language and stuff in there that is inappropriate for for, I guess, younger children. Right. And my dad, and I would like to thank him for pointing this out to me, um, he as well saw the movie, uh, pointed out that you know in the movie, they make, again, the board of Mattel, uh, the all men who designed the Barbies, came up with the Barbies, blah, 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 blah. everybody's a male. Mm -hmm. um, by the way, the board of Mattel is like six men, five women. They don't show that in the movie. No. Why would they? They don't show women being in power in a movie other than um, the Barbies and Barbie Land. And they in also, Barbie Land, the Supreme Court is all women. Did because, they, did, no, 
in real life, there happens to be women on the Supreme Court. Did they happen to, while they were bashing all the men that um, were on the board of Mattel, did they happen to mention the fact that it, that those same men made Barbie, which ultimately made this made the money for this movie I think and the was, interest? Uh, apparently, there was a woman creator of Barbie, which is okay. Great, who is played by a uh, Rhea Perlman from a uh, Cheers murder. Okay, yeah, I know it is. Uh, it was fine, and again, the movie was a little bit crazy, got a little bit weird at times, uh, but it, it just to me. When I walked out of there, the first thing I did was, was say, I want my money back. I just spent two hours being insulted because I happen to be a man. Look, and I may have started this show off as being crude with the language and that kind of thing, but men are not all just disgusting pigs. Uh, you know, men do have some feelings and emotions. And to be sitting there for two hours and just be insulted because you're a man, one, is a bad message to send to little kids. Right. When you're sending that kind of message to little girls, it's no wonder that everybody now is gay. Uh, because you're sending a message that being masculine and, and being a man is bad. It's wrong. That little girls and, and, and women should stand up to the evil man. And it, it, it's disgusting. And it's a bad message to send to little girls. It's a bad message to send to kids, period. You have, I saw, we were there and there was a, mom and her little boy. Little boy must have been eight years old. That little okay. boy is going to sit through two hours, or did sit through two hours, of being told because he's a boy that he's going to grow up to be a disgusting pig man that women should just denounce and not pay attention to. That all men are created horribly. That all men are in charge of everything. That now they, they say it's gotten better, but they're hiding it better. How men are in charge still to this day, and women have nothing. It was a bad message to send to kids. It was terrible. Well, you're not selling me to go see it, that's for sure. <laughs> I have no interest in seeing it anyway. Yeah, I mean, dude. Joe Burdick says he's not gay, except well. for when he took that fantastic picture of me, Joe. appreciate that. <laughs> I'm kidding. He took that picture down. He's a good friend. Well, he could be straight and just a bad photographer. We'll go with that. <laughs> Especially get a field trip together to go see Sound of Freedom. Look, I want to see Sound of Freedom, and that would be a great idea. I think Sound of Freedom looks like a great movie, and it should be seen by a lot of people. And you get free but, tickets, too, can't you? Like, There's like some website that you can go to that people are paying it forward and buying tickets that you can get them for free? I don't know. I think there is. Was Ken and Barbie's genitalia interchangeable? It was never interchangeable. They just had none. Yeah. What is this, Mr. Potato Head? And they do make reference to that in the movie. So so the Barbie movie talks about vag and balls. Well, yeah, I mean they walk up to construction workers who are of course men because Barbie goes into real world right. and leaves Barbie land where all the women are in charge and goes to real world and has to see how piggish men are. So of course she walks up to uh, men who are construction workers and they are cat calling her and saying, "Hey, babe," and all that kind of stuff. And she goes, "Oh, by the way, we have no penis, and he has no uh, no. She has no penis. I have no vagina, whatever." And they, they walk away. And oh, by the way, as they're bashing the hell out of men for being horrible, disgusting pigs, mm -hmm. all Barbie wears throughout the entire movie are next to are skin tight clothes showing her ass or 
a, a skirt that's cut up all the way close to what would have been her vagina if she had one. And and that's, I guess, a good message for girls. Uh, to dress like a whore is okay, uh, but then when men respond to that, is not. Well, yeah, uh, you're not was, supposed to respond. That's the whole thing. They can do whatever they want, but you can't react normally to it. I will say the one great part about the movie, because it was fantastic in one, in one way, Robbie Margot, is that her name? Margot Robbie, fan- yeah. Margot Robbie is fantastic to look at. Yeah, she's so if nothing girl. else, for two hours, I was you know, engaged by that. Although she was telling you you were a piece of shit for two hours. And now I feel like a piece of shit for saying that, you know, she's super hot. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I saw that this thing was coming, and I was just... Honestly, all week I kept seeing commercials for this thing, and I was like, who's going to this thing? Then when I saw the numbers, I was like, are you kidding me? Uh, everybody apparently is going to uh, to see this movie. And like I said, to a certain demographic, I guess it is appealing. When I walked in, you know, because we had to go see the 8.55 showing. I didn't even know they had movies at 8.55 in the morning, uh, but they did for this. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we went to the 8.55 showing. And I'm walking in, and it was, it was only us um, until the other mom and her son showed up, but they went to a 9 o'clock movie. So we were the only people in the theater. Okay. They're, they're selling a lot of tickets, but they have 8 million showings a day. Right. Um, but I said to the guy as I was walking out, I was like, yeah, I guess I'm here to uh, see Barbie. And he goes, pointed and laughed at you? Well, he kind of <laughs> did. And he goes... We've been hearing a lot about that from men throughout this entire weekend. I was like, oh my. and afterwards, dear God, I wish you would have seen me afterwards. Yeah, you were probably wrecked after. After you probably just felt defeated as a man. I did. <laughs> I felt like my daughter and wife were looking at me like this guy is the biggest ass in the world because he's a man. Yeah. Why are and you here a- with us? <laughs> I kept apologizing on our way to get lunch. I said, I'm sorry for my maleness. <laughs> like my wife, she missed the turn to go to where we were going to eat. Yeah. And I said, honey, you, you missed the turn. Now it's going to take us an extra 20 minutes because this road over here is all construction. And I said, wait, I'm sorry. That's my maleness coming out. And I have to apologize for my masculinity uh, getting in the way of where we're going to eat because I feel like a jerk for mentioning the fact that you missed the turn. And the other street is construction. I apologize. I hope she smacked you and told you to stop being a bitch. No, no. I think she was quite thankful that I checked my (laughs) masculinity at the door to the car. God, yuck. And then my daughter tried to hold the door open for me. Yeah. And my first instinct was to hold the door open for her. Mm -hmm. And then I said, no, no. That would be too masculine and putting her down for being a woman that she has to go in front of me and me being polite as a man holding the door for her is wrong. So I decided F that. And I kicked my daughter off the way and I went in before her because we are all on even playing fields now. And I don't have to be a gentleman. Being a gentleman is outdated and horrible. Yeah. (laughs) According to this nonsense. Hell yeah. My my wife recently went to an estate sale or whatever. She bought a, a good housekeeping magazine from like 1956 or something like that. Okay. And in this magazine, all the women are wearing dresses and they're teaching women how to make recipes for certain things. And I hate to tell people, and she's like, oh, look how backwards this was. No, I hate to tell people that that's how families were. 
And you know what happened? They didn't have the youth of today stealing, robbing, breaking shit down, you know, kicking people in the face just because they're a certain color or just walking down the street and clocking somebody in the back of the head. What happened was you had a male who went to work, made a good living because back then you could make a decent living on one income. Sure. The woman was at home, and it wasn't necessarily a slap in the face to be a woman at home. It was a woman at home to, who took care of other things that needed to be taken care of, including raising a child. So that way, the child had two parents, saw what it was like to be a responsible family, and that's how the kids grew up. Now today's society, oh, no, no. Everybody's all messed up. Everybody can do whatever the hell they want to do, and there is no family. Right. And Barbie movie is another one of those examples. The family is out the damn window. Whatever. It's just crazy. It's just nuts. Dude, it's the world we live in today. I hate to I hate to say that, but nothing you're saying sounds outside of the realm of what we're living with today. Nothing. It's just the way the way it is these days. It's horrible. You have to check your maleness and your masculinity, sir. <laughs> if that's what I'm allowed to call you. You can call me that. I I don't play fake games. Barbie boobs, they're gender neutral. And that's the other thing. Yeah. You're going to bash men throughout two hours of a, of a movie. Yet Ryan Gosling, who played one of the many Kens that they had, but played the main Ken, is sitting there with his shirt open the entire time with his ripped abs. And my wife and daughter both like, hey, you see Ryan Gosling with his ripped abs? He looked great throughout that movie. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. You're objectifying men the same way that Barbie's getting pissed that uh, we objectify women. Yeah. So everything you're telling us not to do, you're doing after this movie. You're telling me, your husband and your dad, who's sitting right next to you, what great abs and how great he looked throughout two hours of that movie. While I'm sitting there watching this stupid thing, being told I'm ridiculous because I'm a man. Yeah, and God forbid you say, man, that Margot Robbie's got great tits. You might as well go to jail for that one. Yeah, we're not selling this show, but we're going to sell another <laughs> one. That, I promise you. We'll try again on Wednesday. We'll try, yes, Wednesday's the whole new show. <laughs> Once the economy saw that women wanted to, uh, to work, prices went up because they thought families had more money. That's how we became two-income families and lost the ability to have a mom at home. That's not. I don't understand what's wrong with having mom at home. You can work if that's what you want to do. It's fine. But the ideal situation, and forget about mom at home. One parent at home. Yeah. Yeah. Either one. Either one is fine. But Look, if my wife made enough money for me to be a stay-at-home dad and take care of our daughter, my daughter wouldn't be messed up. No, I'm kidding. My daughter is actually pretty good for concerning the situation that kids are in today. But a lot of kids... As long as there is a parent at home taking care of the responsibilities you need to be taken care of at home and also help raise a child, I think that's okay. Yeah, I agree. But the nuclear family is what's gone. Mm-hmm. Trip talked about it all the time. It, it is what it is. It, that's the reality of the situation. Let me play this video for you. Okay. Let me play another raging lunatic. There uh, we go. Women in this country still make 77 cents on the dollar for what men make. So if women don't make less than men? Actually, if you start looking at the numbers, Rachel, uh, there are lots of reasons for that. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. 
Well, Don't tell me the reasons are. Do women make less than men for doing actually, the same work? Uh, the no, same because... Wow! Well, okay, well... Okay. Well, for example, men work, men work an average of 44 hours a week. Women work 41 hours a week. Men go into professions like engineering, science, and math that earn more. Women want more flexibility. Listen, this is not a math is hard No, no, no. Yes, it is, actually. No, it isn't. Well, no, listen. All right, listen, let Rachel frame, frame it, though, the but way Rachel, Rachel, right you Right now, it women are making 77 cents on the dollar for what men are making. But that's not true. If so, every greedy businessman in America would hire only women save 25% and I love how passionate you are. I wish you were as right as, about what you're saying as you are passionate about it. I really do. That's for really example, may I share one fact with you? you when share. you look at, for example, single women working in America today between the ages of, I think, 40 and 64, who makes more, men or women, on average? Men make 40,000 a year. Women make 47. When you take out the marriage factor, look at some economics. My point here is that we're manufacturing a political crisis. I'm guessing that um, the makers of Barbie didn't uh, look at those stats that if it wasn't for the fact that marriage and women, some women, decide that they want to stay home and raise a family, um, it wasn't for the fact that there are women at home, women do, especially during the peak uh, job-earning years, make more money than mm -hmm. men do. I do like in that clip that you just played that cuck guy saying, oh, no, you shut up and let her make her point. <laughs> yeah. He said that several times. Like, oh, no, you need to be quiet so that she can sound right. <laughs> I am just kind of tired of this, you know, whole thing where men now all of a sudden suck, especially straight men. Straight white men are mm -hmm. the target of bashing now, and, and I don't understand the, why. I guess we're the devil now. Well, because we've, we've predominantly been the most successful. That's why. It's jealousy. That's all it is. It's just jealousy. You don't think that? I mean, I, get, I, I don't know if it's that or not. I, mean, I think it's a misconception. I think it's a misconception of what is actually going on in society. Well, society's a mess. It's like everybody's saying that Jason Aldean was racist with this song. There's nothing in the song that lends it to be racist. Nothing at all. Nothing. And no. I have seen TikTok video after TikTok video after video of, of black men and women and saying, what the hell is going on? What is wrong with this song? There's nothing wrong. It's society portraying some sort of an image to try to pretend to keep people down and angry so that way we have a division in this country. Mm-hmm. And so that way we separate the white and the black. We separate men and women. And so that way for political gain, whatever their ultimate goal is, that's what they're trying to do. Yes. To separate. This is, why you just have, this is why you just have to turn off the television. You can't, you, or at least turn off the news. You can't watch it because it's all just, it's all just designed. I don't care what side of the, the aisle you're on. All of it is just designed to take an, a, Op opposing stance against the other side, no matter who it is. As a retired postal worker, we made the same as men. Nice federal benefit, and yes, the union. Uh -huh. And we lost mom at home. That's when kids and families went down the tubes. It's true. Yeah. But I, I mean, dude, it, all of it right now is just down the tube. This is like when we talked about last week about uh, you. You asked about. What can we do to fix it? Nothing. There's nothing to... What What would you do? You went to see an entertainment movie and they did nothing but beat you for two hours about what a piece of shit you are. It literally beat me down. I mean, That's I felt what, like garbage after I left. And that was in an entertainment realm. 
That was in a realm that was in the realm that is specifically designed for you to act like a parent in a nuclear family. You acted like a parent in a nuclear in a nuclear family and they did what to you for it? Told you for two straight hours that you were a piece of garbage and told your daughter and your wife, "What are you doing with this piece of garbage?" Exactly. Girl power, be it do it on your own. You don't need this piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, or having two parents in a home. You have to have, you really need two parents in a home anymore. You do. You always needed it. But it's yeah. almost bad to not have that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, they, I wish I could find the damn clip. I think I, I got rid of it. But one of the clips in the movies is one of the main characters is going off about how terrible men are. <laughs> That's it. That's all it is. It's literally. And then they use her idea of telling um, everybody how bad men are. To encourage the other Barbies to go tell everybody how bad men are. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. It really was. It was the most insane thing. The way to get everything back to normal in Barbie land is to tell the other Barbies how shitty men are. (laughs) I advise every man to not waste your $10 or $20 or whatever it's going to cost you to go to the movies. You don't want you don't want to go. Yeah, it's. And I encourage women who actually have values and respect the fact that you know men, especially ones that you marry, are your partners in life, mm-hmm. and you don't need to have them bash for two hours. And you don't. You certainly don't want to take part in that because it, it will be a losing. It'll be a losing proposition for both of you, the guy yeah. and the girl. You're going to take your children, your little boy, who's going to go see that movie like this woman did today. Who's going to be sit, sitting there confused, going, "Why are they saying that all men are bad?" That's what that little eight-year-old that I saw today, who was with his mom and asked us to take a picture of them in a Barbie box, um, is going to be saying. One, he's eight years old and he's a boy. Maybe he shouldn't be in a Barbie box, but I was, so it's not that big of a deal. Um, but he is going to be so confused as to why men suck. I just pulled up, I, I looked up, and I can't find the clip either on, on YouTube, but all I looked up was Barbie character talks about how bad men are. Every video is talking about- I was going to say, every every video should be- Every single video is about how bad this movie is for for dudes, woke agenda, greatest lie ever told. Uh, let's see. Barbie is nuclear level feminist nonsense that hates men and pushes gender ideologies onto children. Hardcore propaganda Barbie movie exoriates in film critics warning to parents why your kids should not watch Barbie. Barbie confronts heteronormative gender roles, says the co-star. Calls the film submersive. That's from the (laughs) co-star. Barbie movie about problematic gender roles. Just on and on and on. I'm trying to see if I can find it because I mean it really does show you what the, this movie is about. I mean, I can't believe I, I I had it just before the show, and then we had all kind of tech problems, and I deleted it. Yeah, it sounds like a movie I won't. So I just got yelled at. Oh, that's not it. No, that's get another that idiot. One. Yeah, we gotta that's get into another that. idiot. <laughs> gotta get into that one at some point. <laughs> that is another kook. Problem is, I have like seven videos that I downloaded for today, so I know it'll be the seventh that I find. 
course. But it, it was a, I, I think it really does hurt. No, that's not it. There, this is a letter that many of you signed. That's another one of these crazy people. Um, it does hurt the perception of men towards little girl for, for little girls. Well, look, as we've always said, both on the show and just talking in general, you got to do your best to raise your kid. And that's all you can do is raise your kid. You can't worry about everybody else. You can't be upset and you can't kowtow to when somebody says anything to you. If somebody says something to you, oh, you can't say that. You're, you're homophobic. You're a bigot. You're, that's when you just got both middle fingers them. Fuck you and move on. You but can't. You can't. You can't kowtow anymore, dude. The the biggest problem that always we, stands. Is that it? Go the the problem that I have is is that you're teaching children that this is the way it's supposed to be or the way that it is. True. And that's a big problem. Do you have the idea for a great podcast, but don't have the space or equipment to produce one? Don't wait another minute. Audio Bay Studios is the best place to produce and stream your podcast live. With 4K cameras, professional equipment and more, Audio Bay Podcasting Studio is the best place to showcase your great ideas. Call us today at 440-539-1150 for more information and to book your podcasting session with Audio Bay Podcasting Studio. Call today.